listening with us online you are welcome um it's uh, uh it's, a, it's a much anticipated uh resumption mm. i know the uh first of all i think we actually you know started in april uh we stopped all meeting i believe to follow the the call to prayer the holy call to prayer uh in nigeria right uh from egf in our prayer ministry and uh, after that, and I believe we are all blessed by that prayer. I know prayer is good, and before then, the Lord has been showing us uh, that there's a need to pray, right? And we've been praying, and I believe it's because there is what God wants to drop. There is that which God wants to open us to. Uh, and, you know, there's nothing we can do without praying. Nothing, nothing comes without prayer, right? And it's, it's all the same stream, it's all the same flow. Right, and you know, the call came, and you know, we started praying, and everyone began to open up things more things with regards to uh, inheritance, wisdom, knowledge in His Word, and to know Him. Right, and after that, uh, April, then May, then I would, you know, due to the restrictions, we couldn't you know, meet, and then we are here in June. So it's it's been about three months, almost if not if not three months, and almost three months, because the entire April, the entire May, and almost the, the entire month of June since we are starting today. I want to thank God uh, for helping us thus far. I know I've been blessed, and um, for one or two people I spoke with, they've been you know, greatly blessed, and uh, you know. It has also helped us to gain access into uh, much understanding, much knowledge uh, in what God is doing. Amen. So, uh, in as much as you know, it was it was very, I would say it was very tiring, you know, not being able to meet. Thank God that they are releasing the the uh, restrictions gradually here. And uh, by God's grace, we'll be able to meet together pretty soon. And I'm, I'm trusting God that uh, it will be much, 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 much sooner than we think. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll be able to meet. Uh, but uh, I would uh, send across you know, a message to us to let us know when we'll be able to meet uh, physically together. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, we've been staying strong. We've been keeping the faith. 
you know, uh, the time of, it looks as if we took a break, but we didn't really take a break. But I don't know if some of us were taking breaks, Sha, you know. But, you know, this, this long space without meeting, you know, there's a lot that I can do. But, you know, we're just trusting God and, you know, praying for each and every one of us that will be, will be kept in the faith, will continue in the word, and uh, we won't uh, fall short uh, in his grace. Amen. Amen. Um, I actually did not, uh, in my heart, I don't have anything I prepared to come and see today at all. You know, I don't have anything at all. Um, although, there, you know, as we were praying, there are a bunch of things that mm-hmm. heaven began to, to say. And, and I think even in the last, in the last uh, prayer as we were praying, you know, God began to talk about feet. Mm-hmm. And I know for sure one of, the, one of the things that that tongue is saying is that we will receive so much help to walk. Amen. Amen. We will receive so much help to walk in the spirit. Amen. Uh, it, is the, it is the ministration of the feet that can, he- that can strengthen our feet. Amen? Amen? Without the ministration of the feet, it's impossible to walk. You know, the feet talks about the gospel, right? Each time you hear the feet, you know, they don't just like talking feet as if it's just leg, you know. It's not as if they like leg like that. Of course, but leg is important. The feet is important because the feet is the feet of the gospel. And the feet is twin, right? It's not one, it's twin. So it's two feet. So when we were saying two feet, help feet, help feet, which is by the gospel, which is ministered by the word, right? Which is the, the feet, or how beautiful are the feet of them that bring it, you know, good, good tidings, right? That publish it peace, that bring it good tidings of good, that publish salvation. Those are the two feet. Right? Those are the two feet of the gospel, right? And those two feet is needed for our growth. Amen. Amen. I know that heaven has been, you know, ministering to us. They've been speaking so much to us. And I know that this is the season of help for us. Um, I know, I know that we would find grace to access God's word. Amen. And not just, you know, by our power, but we will gain Amen. so much grace Amen. to yield in the spirit. Amen. You know, there are so many things that is fighting us every day. Yes. You know, so many things. And what is, <laughs> the things that are, they are wrestling with us, they are unrelenting. Eh? The things that are, no, worrying with us, they are very unrelenting. As you are worrying with one, another one is showing you face. You know, but that, that is what is needed to become precious, to become a habitation of God. We need to walk Right. Sometimes what we call war, sometimes may not be war. You know, the only thing we've thought war in all spiritual warfare to be is always fighting one spirit, <laughs> fighting demons. But spiritual warfare is way much more than that. They just magnified that one, that you know, fighting demons, and they magnified it so much that that we thought that that is the only battle. Of course, if you summarize, if or let's just say, let's say, thirty years ago. You just call any believer and say, ah, what is spiritual warfare? The first, they won't even tell you that, you know, spiritual warfare is me becoming more like Christ. Mm-hmm. No, they will first of all tell you, ah, spiritual warfare, hmm, there are enemies that fight you, and ah, if you don't pray, enemy will win over you, they've carried your name into one altar. All those things happen for sure. But our eyes, we are so, that side, 
is what's it called? What do I call it? Is a, it's a dumb sight. We are we are dumb. Seriously, <laughs> we are so dumb in the spirit, right? Because we are still tuned to dumb idols, right? So we are so dumb in the spirit that we don't really know what spiritual warfare is, right? So Satan, knowing that magnified fighting demons, as if that's that's all it is about warfare, but that's not all. You know, being able to love your neighbor alone is a great warfare, right? Because love is a foreign language to the soul. It doesn't understand it. The one, what you call love to the soul is totally a, a polluted, a diluted, or a, total, a totally reconstructed meaning of love is what we know. Right, but heaven is now beginning to help us, amen, and help us to, to know what it is. So we are fighting, we are fighting day by day. We are fighting, and, uh, you know, I will encourage you to continue fighting, you know. If not, they will tell us to fight the good fight of faith. It is very important, right? Lay hold on eternal life. That's what tell you, you will fight until you lay hold of eternal life. Mm? So there is no resting moment. There's no... If you are not hearing the word, something is ministering to you. It's as simple as that. And that's the truth. And all that this gospel is for is to reconstruct us, is to rebuild us, is to raise us up so that we can be what we are designed to be. The image of what we are meant to be has been totally changed. Eh? It has been changed, degraded, what else can I say? And then re, re, re preached to us as something which is not. Right? And, you know, we are okay with it. But that's not how it's meant to be. Heaven is making sure that we are getting the right image. Mm-hmm. So that we can be thoroughly furnished. Right? We can be better. We can be precious. Mm-hmm. So let's continue hearing the word. Uh, I hope these three three months that we are we were you know not meeting we did not slack, mm. we did not slack in holding the faith. I know I know you know Satan is wicked, you know one one or two ways he will try and bring one slackness as well, <laughs> right? Mm. But I'm sure that as as we continue to fight the good fight, we will lay hold on eternal life. Amen. Amen. So don't get tired of fighting. Don't get tired of. You don't be discouraged that you are fighting too much. Let me discourage that as you are winning one, something else is showing you face. All those are necessary to gain every land that has been possessed. You have to repossess those lands, right? And you have to war to repossess the lands. Yeah? And there's, you, there's, you, must, you must not leave a land, every land must, you must not leave a land unturned. Every land, every space must be conquered within our soul. If if there is no if if a space is still available, we can't inherit everlasting life. Mm? The mark of everlasting life is that we have taken lands, yeah? and there's no there's no way we can turn back. Mm? We can't turn anymore. There's no shadow anymore in our members, in our being, uh, in in our person. Our understanding, everything is thorough, furnished, prepared for the master's use. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I just hope that uh, with this few words, I've been able to encourage us. And I hope, you no, know, maybe today I'll just encourage us, and that's it. You know, who knows? 
However, <laughs> however, you know, because I actually didn't, I don't, I, I didn't intend to, you know, spend much time today. I just wanted to, just uh, you know, just uh, you know, encourage us, uh, talk, you know, to us a bit. Um, but there's one thing, of course, and because I, I remember where we stopped, I think we begin, we were beginning to talk about the kingdom, and I was, I was, uh, you know, using the tabernacle to explain the kingdom. Uh, I don't know when we'll continue that, uh, or maybe the way God at Halvia have ma. Uh, however, God would have us to continue uh, in that line. We would see, but what is really in my heart that I feel. Um, strongly in my heart is that heaven wants us to be thoroughly furnished. In as much as there is grace for to access the word, I'm also sensing a need to revisit uh, just our foundation. Right? And with, after saying all that, I, I, just, I just knew there's a need for that, but how and where we start that, I don't know. Amen. But uh, I'll see how God will help us. Maybe I'll just start, just to you know, just to give us uh, a little recap. I know we, we a couple of times we've gone back, you know, just to look at things. But I think it's necessary, um, not just for us alone, for also you know, the new ones are amongst us, for understanding. Uh, so. I'm, I'm really praying. Maybe <laughs> go go <away. laughs> I really want. I really want to be simple, as simple as possible. You know, as I am as I'm here, I'm also learning to yield to the spirit, and yield to to the spirit of God. And you know, I don't have my own mind, and I don't want. To, <laughs> I don't want to continue, you know, planning at my own mind. I don't. Right, the spirit of God is here. Uh, heaven is here to help us. Amen. To help us, and uh, however they are leading us, I uh, will continue. Amen. Um, I just feel, you know, maybe maybe I just start, you know, what it is in my heart, because I I know that there is a lot of uh, understanding, and there's a lot of uh, misconceptions we've had, and uh, with respect to what the word of God is, right. Many beliefs and foundational things that is quite important to our growth. You know that the way we are, some of you know, as, as innocent as you know, little, little, little foundations, you might think of it, they have a great way of impacting the way we view the world until heaven comes to retrain and re, reteach us what they actually meant. There are things we grew up with that we shouldn't have grown up with. For example, you know, the, the ideology of, you know, like I was saying, spiritual warfare, you know, the ideology of um, the Christian work, you know, whereby we think, oh, if we don't go to you know, a mountain and pray for seven days, you know, certain things won't happen, you know. Or let me just put it this way. We just have this mindset of uh, ancient religion being mixed with faith, you know, you know, ideas of, you know, if you don't, if you don't do something, something will come and attack you at night, you know, just different, different ideas, different ideas that is not based on faith, but just based on 
you know, superstition. You know, superstition is even based on superstition, based on um, cultural beliefs, right? That has shaped us, and we would think, you know, that's the deal. Uh, I mean, God is going to help us. Like I said, I don't know where to start, but God will help us. Amen. But uh, I guess where I can start is talking about the just the beginning phase of a believer. And I don't know if I really want to tie that to to what I was saying when we were talking about the kingdom itself. I believe it ties ties in it ties in actually. Um but I'm not going to dwell too much on focusing on the kingdom. But as God help us we'll get there. Amen. So uh no, each, each time I'm about to open the Bible, <laughs> and I'm thinking of a passage to, to read. As I'm thinking about it, <laughs> what, is, what is coming to me is not, it's not something that is as simple as I can explain it. But God will help us. Amen. Amen. So I have just, let's say, 30 minutes. And I, thank God, 30 minutes is a, small t- is a very short time. So in this 30 minutes... I hope I can just give a little background and just talk a bit and see how heaven will help us. I, I really, 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 really uh, just uh, uh, want to submit to the Holy Spirit so that he can guide us. I, have, I, I feel, I feel in my heart that you know, we might need to talk about the kingdom, but we'll see. Amen. Um, I don't have the picture here. I know for some of us that are not here and online, not be able to see, but I'll try and you know, just explain it. I know the last time we were talking about the kingdom and then we we're drawing a picture of the kingdom, right? And what we're drawing was the tabernacle because we're using the tabernacle to explain what the kingdom is, right? So we drew the tabernacle and we drew the, the outer court Drew the the temple, right, and was just explaining the different faces, right, and everything outside the court, right, everything outside the court is outside the kingdom, right, but it doesn't mean that you are not yet a child of God, right, a child of God that is born again, right. Is exposed to a lot of things, right? A child of God that is born again does not yet know what the kingdom is. Because that's not what they teach a newborn babe. They don't teach a newborn babe the kingdom, they don't teach a newborn babe the gospel of Christ. And of God, all the two gospel, all the two the, in, in Isaiah, right? How beautiful at the feet of them that bring it good tidings, that publish it, that bring it good tidings of good, right? How beautiful. And I believe it was, Paul also referenced it in Romans, right? Let me read it. I believe it was Romans. Uh, <clears throat> 10, eh? 
I, I guess, because what I'm saying, I believe, because I say the gospel, because I have to also explain what I mean. Thank you. Mm. Oh, wow. That actually did make a difference. The room is less hot. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Let's let's read. Let's read Romans chapter ten. I think I'll be, I'll start from that, and because I, I I know we talked about you know in the early early times we talked about you know. Being born again and you know the gift of the spirit, why it is important to read and study the word, right? But I guess the picture of the kingdom, I'll, I'll just maybe from there jump back and then we'll just just start from there. Um, the intent in my heart is that God will give uh, give me so much uh, so much grace to just explain and help us, you know, just with knowledge, things to know, things to understand. Amen. Uh, I said, I read from verse 1. It said, Brethren, my heart, desire, and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So for they, what, they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God, of God's righteousness. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Right? Is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. I'm, I'm very careful even with this, with this scripture in the sense that it says to everyone that believe it. But it's not, it's not everyone that believe it. Right? It says Christ is the end of the law or for righteousness for everyone that believe it. Amen. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law. Right? That the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith Righteousness, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in, who, in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? How shall they what? Preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. Amen. Say, so, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esaias said, Lord, who hath believed our report, so then fit by hearing. You notice I omitted comment. It's because it's in italic, right? So then fit comment by hearing. So, so then fit by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. But I, but I say, did not Israel know? First, Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that, that are no people. And by a foolish nation. I will anger you. But Esaias is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he said, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Amen. Amen. So this is a long read, you know, just the entire chapter of ten. But you know, the focus here is Matalivena Hardona and Pofa Haliat Hafima. Verse. It's actually verse uh, sixteen or fifteen, actually. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful, how beautiful are the feet of them. That preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. I would bring the gospel of peace and glad tidings of good things. Amen. I am resisting so much, so much, you know, going into just the way this thing is raw. But I'm helping. I'm depending on God for for wisdom, Amen. Because my intent is not really to, or each time we come around the word, 
uh, my intent is not really to just preach word and everybody will just, you know, oh, we learned that today, thank God, oh, maybe just, maybe get one, get one revelation and add one, ah, this one revelation, okay, I think, I think I had the revelation, okay, bro, uh, Pastor Vukumi said this today, let me add this one, join, okay, confirm this, that's not really the intent. Now, the intent of the gospel, anytime it is preached, is to cause a transformation in the soul, right? Now, that transformation is a process. Now, every time we come around the world, the word, there should be enough word or enough resources for Holy Ghost to be able to work in our members. Amen. Amen. And that should, and our attitudes around the world should be like that. Hmm? It shouldn't be because, oh no, let me just you know, get this one, add this one. Of course, there's nothing wrong in understanding. There's nothing wrong in you know, understanding what is being said. And for some of us, you know, most of the time, even when, even when Reverend is visual, something is really tough. Ah, okay, that one. I want you. There's nothing wrong in understanding that. But there is a problem in development when a soul is not geared towards growth. Inwardly, is a position we take in the spirit, right? Now, once we take that position, it then begins to help our learning, right? It begins to help our understanding, so that when we are understanding, we are not just understanding something mentally. Now, don't get me wrong. There's an aspect by which you mentally understand something spiritually right now because I, I don't want, when I say mentally right I don't want us to just lock on logic right I don't want us to lock on logic because every, everything that has to do with the word of God is a spiritual transaction and our positioning should be a spiritual disposition right and of course, um, the reason why I'm saying this is I know for some of us that are grown in the spirit, of course we will understand this, but for, let's say for some of us that you know, are still growing and are actually just still learning the, the do's and don'ts of the spirit, you know, that may not naturally just come to us in understanding, right? Because as it is, everything is about growth. And when we initially you know, get born again, if heaven doesn't help us to baptize us well in the spirit, right? Uh, we can still be foreign to spiritual understanding or spiritual disposition to understanding things of God. Amen. Right? Um, even for grown believers, that is still also a problem in a way. Right? Because maybe we've mastered some area, Right? but we've not really mastered some areas, right? Maybe we get it well here, but we didn't get it well there, right? And all this is still talking about us growing. It's growth, right? It's growth in the spirit. And that's one key thing I think I might explain today, if God help us, right? Uh, just that disposition in the spirit, Amen. Um, there's a uh, 
Thank you, Jesus. The reason why I'm saying this, right? I know <laughs> I've read how beautiful are defeat, but before we continue with defeat, this is very important, right? It's extremely important. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is because for me, it was a major marker. You know, I many of us know maybe you know, ah, brother, that used to you know maybe I, I maybe more once in a while you used to know me as somebody that can quote Bible a lot. You know, I like Bible, I like, which is good. Who talks about a phase of growth, right? In some of those phases, one, I I don't even have enough wisdom about going about things, one. Two, sometimes I don't even fully get it. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't get it here and here. When I say here and here, I'm talking about both mentally. uh, When I say mentally, in in my mind. And when I say mind, I hope we know that I'm not talking about a logical thing. It's a spiritual aspect of growth, right? I might get something mentally, but in my heart, it's different, right? And you, wouldn't, you can't really talk about growth until you begin to see that your heart is beginning to agree with righteousness in a way. And that, right, what, that thing you call righteousness, you don't even know what it is. You no, know, we've been saying this thing, right? That we don't know what righteousness, is, righteousness has to be revealed. This is not just a cliche. Eh? It takes a meek heart to really understand what that statement means. No, let me give you a scenario. A scenario of maybe, let's say, someone that has been, let's say, hearing word of righteousness for a long time, and you know, just have a sense. Even though the person knows that, okay, you have to put your heart in the right, you know, to learn. You know, we know all that. We understand all those things. But still somewhere, eh, our heart has not really, really, really agreed. Hmm? Your soul, your soul knows it, but it hasn't taken it yet. And you know, right? Or you may not even know. That's another thing. Right? Because you might, we might get busy with, oh, now I'm learning this, I'm learning what I've read. So I, I, I get that message, I let that, and then miss the, the work that is happening inwardly. That work that is happening is not a gimmick. It's not something that you, you know, we just say just because we are hearing word of right. It's not something. It's actually a reality. When a soul has come into that reality, it knows. It knows. And every soul had halmi fita that has come into that blessing or into that realization knows one thing, that they are not meek yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, because what that does is it baptizes you with meekness. Yes. Eh? The more I grow, the more I realize how much I'm lacking meekness. Eh? How much I'm what? I'm lacking meekness. Ah! So, and each time, and and. You know, there's a way you talk about meekness, right? Ah, we ought to be meek. And you are sincerely trying to be meek. I mean, we arrange around that thing. Ah, I know that this thing is bad for me. Ah, let my heart not be exalted. I better be meek. You are, you are saying it. You're, you believe it too, right? But deep down in the heart, when we talk about... God, it searches the heart. Hmm? When God begins to search your heart and God looks at it, knows that this thing is not yet there. Right? 
But of course, the first step in getting it there is that you come to an awareness that okay, you need to get there. So most of us we might take we might take uh, the fact that oh ah we've come to know that we have to be miko as a sign that oh ah we've grown because we've got to know it ah thank God that me I'm pursuing this so therefore oh I'm, I'm but that's not the reality. There's a a different reality in the soul. Hmm? There's a different what? Reality in the soul. And that is why we must know soul. I know we've been saying this. Kakabia fita kalda. Heta masaya. Panimatai. Amen. The, that soul, eh, soul, the what we call living soul, it will take everlasting light to understand that thing. It will take eternal life to fully comprehend that soul. Eh? I'm, what I, I'm beginning to see that as the soul begins to gain mastery, in comprehension, right? Eh? Is able to comprehend with all the same what is the length, depth, and breadth, right? Is a, is a capab is a capa- it's a capability, is a capacity that the soul has come into, right? As a soul is coming to that capacity, I'm realizing that oh wow, the soul will have capacity to know its depth as well. Why? Because the soul will be expanded, will be stretched at every side. 4D, up, down, left, right. In all the four dimensions, they will stretch the soul. Right? Then the soul will begin, will begin to now know, oh my God. So this is possible. Some things you will think you have overcome. By the time you begin to, they begin to expand you, you now realize that, wow, thank God I've overcome that. But there's more. And for some of us, right, our heart, <laughs> our heart, our heart, okay, let me, let me put it this way. There's, there's, a, there's a way we have been thinking when we are not yet learning about Christ. Eh? There's a way we have been thinking. There's a way we, are, we used to be. How many of us know that every of those ways that we've been is actually a total wrong image? Nothing about it is true except little, little light that God allowed to stay in the soul. Why? If not, the soul will be, the human beings will be gone. There's still a form of life left in the soul, right? Passed down from Adam that we are able to access, right? But those things, because when you talk about soul, they are embedded in the depth of the soul. Eh? Satan knows that it's not easy to excavate everything at once, right? So what he began to do, right, was to train men, right? Employ spirit to begin to train men. Now, what part of what their training is doing is to bury the life. Eh? Bury the life, overwhelm the life by another knowledge. So that before you even reach to the depth of life in the soul, you would have, you would have acted one way or the other, gone far before you realize that I should not be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Ah, that's a myth. Ah. We would have gone far 
right? Before we now realize that, oh wow, what just happened? That's another wisdom that Satan began to use to train men. So he buried the life so that we can't even find it because it is overwhelmed and it is lost in the sea of life. Eh? Just imagine, imagine, let's just say, uh, you have, let's say you have, you are, you are baking a bread, right? And you, you wanted, to, the, the whole bread is made up of, you know, of, let me use cake. Because we used to put things inside cake. Let's say the let's just want to make uh, a cake with let's say and then add poppy seeds into the to the cake, right? Now, when you make the flour and everything, right, and you bake the cake, you can make a whole cake and then put now tiny pieces of poppy seed inside. Now, imagine a whole cake is big as is as big as um, something we can relate to. It's as big as, uh, okay, that's the Adogan pot is something, maybe some, some people that are here may not necessarily know. I want to talk about something we all know. What? It's as big as your car, <laughs> that one is, or as a vehicle, mm-hmm. right? And then you now put poppy seeds, this other vehicle, you now put poppies like two or three in different, in different places in the car. Do you know how long it would, if you have to look at every element of the car to find that poppy seed, do you know how long it would take you to find it? Just picture how Satan has built life. Just look at it like that. Before you, before you find the seed of life, you, it, 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 it's almost gone. And that is actually what is happening to men these days. You, just check it. You notice that the quality of men is going down day after day. Men were not like this, the way we are today, 500 years ago. 500 years is even too much. 100 years ago, mm. men are not like this. There's evil in the world, though. There's problem, though. But men mm. have not been developed mm. this much. It's a development. Satan is developing men. Mm. Now, put, bringing out all the potential of death mm. in the soul. You know, men inherited death. The moment they partook that partake of the fruit, of the knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. they've taken a huge potential of death. Mm-hmm. What Satan is doing over time on is bringing up the potentials of that life. Mm-hmm. It's bringing out all the potentials. And you know that the potential of that fruit eh, is everlasting in nature. Mm-hmm. The potential of that fruit is everlasting. It means Satan can develop men negatively to the point where they cannot turn again. No Satan can't turn. Uh-huh. He wants to build men to be that capable. Men is not that yet capable because men can inherit everlasting life whether good or bad. If an example of such men are men that they will bring Christ to them. They will tell you we don't want Christ. Mm. And they will bring Christ to them without all reasonable doubt. You need him. They will tell you, I know I need him, but I don't want him. And it's not as if they will uh, you know, deceive them or put gimmicks on them. They will just have that potential. 
And sincerely, that potential is in all men. Is in what? Is in all men. Praise the Lord. Fatana Halimeto Hufiri die. That potential is in all men. It is everywhere. So what Satan is doing is, is developing that. He's developing that potential. He's developing that potential. Don't think maybe because you are not a you are not a you're not a Christian, you're an unbeliever, or, or you don't believe in any religion, you are safe. No, no, those, you know, there are those, we have all kinds of men on that. Some people even say, ah, is it only Christianity that is the only uh, religion? Well, it's not the only religion, but Christianity in itself is not a religion. Christianity is actually a life. Christianity is a call to an inheritance. Hmm? It's not to it's not to pretend to go to church. It's not to bore you with going to church every Sunday. There's re- there's a reason why we do that. There's a reason why we meet every Sunday together. Some people even have a problem with meeting on Sunday. They said it's every Saturday we should be meeting because that's the original Sabbath day. You know all kinds of problems. But there's a reason why we meet, and the and because the scripture says it says forget not the gathering. Why? Because there's, there, there, is, there, is, there is what that coming together does. And, and, I, and I'll tell you why too. It is impossible for you to be isolated and you will ever inherit God's life. Yes, sir. It's impossible. Now, you might by paradventure, by help, maybe even hear the gospel. Paradventure, be even be exposed to all kinds of revelation. Maybe you are in your room and then you begin to see visions. And then you begin to see Jesus. Jesus came to you, oh my son, I'll give you the power to overcome. I'll give you this. You see all that. Right? You expect that only they will be real to you. But in the end, by the time you come to God in the end, God will say, okay, uh, because of the amount of time I appeared to you, you have now inherited everlasting life. It's not possible. There is, there's what God, there's, see, God, God is a God of order. He programmed everything in man. You are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body and they all have their function. Eh? Everything that is in the spirit that the soul has to inherit must be fully inherited in the body. Does that make sense? How? Because the body must carry out life instruction from the soul. God did not say it will save your spirit alone. He didn't say it will save your soul alone. It will save your spirit. It will save your soul. It will save your body. Fully. Sanctify you only. That's what? Your spirit, soul, body might be what? Made blameless. So there's a reason for that. Now, if that was not needed, God wouldn't put Adam on the earth. He wouldn't put him on the earth. Do you know there are many places you could have placed him? You know, right? He could have not decided, um, Adam, I'll just give you a little bit of ability to be like an angel. You have to move into the heavens. 
mean, he could have done that. Don't you think so? So why did he create so to live on earth? So God wasn't just God wasn't just a, a create creative happy. Eh? I know I want to you know I, I want to use the same you know trigger happy trigger happy you know you just pressing trigger pressing trigger. <laughs> God is not creating happy. Eh? That is just one of the creating spree. Ah, the spirit of the Lord move upon the waters. This place is not looking too good. Let us refurbish it small. Let's just, let's push it up. Okay, oh yeah, let there be light. Um, okay, I created light. Okay, let me move the waters. Okay, oh, firmament, come up here. Okay, waters move up. Waters move down. Okay, you water that is down, gather together in one place. Water that is up, gather together in one place. Um, what else can I do here? Um, uh, let me add a touch. Let me add a touch of the firmament. Okay, firmament be created. Uh, what else? What else? Okay, let me create. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? Looks like the heavens is bare. Let me create birds. Oh, a bird. Okay, let's put it. You know, not the way. Do you know an artist begin to look at a picture and they begin to say, oh, I think he's missing this thing. Or maybe you and I we are trying to decorate a house, and then we've created one year. We created, and they're like, mm, I think this is missing something here. Uh, what can I put? Oh, yes, I got it. I'm going to put a chair um, and a um, shelf. And the chair will be by the shelf so that, you know, when you're just chilling, you can just take a book and read. No, God, he was not like, he was not thinking that way. God had a purpose in mind. Had an intent. Fatani Mahalta. He created, you notice it was, when he was creating the earth, he was getting something ready for the soul. He was creating the earth. He was forming, creating things. Then at some point, I said, now, let us make man. Eh? Let's go to the beginning. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. And let's go to verse 25, right? And then we'll go to 26. It says, And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind. And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image. You see that thought? He has created everything. Said, and, and God said, right? And God said, let us make. It's almost as if, you know, you know, because he has been creating, he has been creating, he has been creating, right? It is easy to easily think that the same way he has been thinking about creating, and I said, oh, okay, I think I want to make man now. Okay, now let's do it like the rest. Let us make man. No, not really. Everything was to get things set for man. Now, when he now created man, he said, let us make man in our image, verse 26, right? And after our likeness, and let them have dominion, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own 
image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Amen. Amen. So now see that God now began to give him instruction eh, of life. We have dominion, have dominion. And in reality, this have dominion, have dominion does not actually mean that Adam has actually gained dominion yet. And I know this one can, you know, wrestle with people. People will be like, ah, what do you mean? You know, we've quoted that scripture for a long time. That, you know, we have dominion. Ah, in the beginning, God gave us dominion. Mm. What God gave Adam was a prophetic statement. No prophecy. Is you can you can say something that I see it is now, but it's not yet. God speaks like that. And have dominion. But you can't talk about dominion without a reign of life. It's impossible. When you talk about dominion, what you're really talking about is a reign of life. And Adam has not yet come. He had some measure. Yet. But he hasn't fully come into the reign of life. Right? So God created him. When he was creating here he said create, uh, man and female created he then. Right? When he created them, they were actually spirit. You, when he created them here in, in chapter 1, you won't see a physical Adam walking in the garden. God could have stopped there. Abby, he could have decided, okay, I've created man. I'm done. But he knew that, okay, what I wanted to, I have an intent to create man. But the way I want to create him is unique. He must have, is a spirit that must have a soul that has the ability to live in a body. Right? You see, you see, you see the, the, the thought there. You know, when we want to explain it, we said man is spirit, so man is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Okay, how did it happen? When God was thinking about it, I'm going to create man who is a spirit that now has a soul not like every other creation. Living soul is lower than the rest of the souls. You know, angels have souls. Eh? I know many people, many people have argued that I know they know they do have souls. Right? They have soul. Even God has a soul. Eh? But many people will say, ah, what do you mean? Okay, if he doesn't have a soul, how is it capable of carrying out certain things like anger? Mm. Mm? See, and God was vexed with Israel. And God was angry with Israel. And God was angry with Moses. Right? How, how, how do you carry those out? All those programs is a sole program. Just that the type that God is, is different from every creation. Is, is the original design. Is the original. Right? So God created angels who have souls. Right? And then he created a man. Right? Who also has a soul. But 
your soul your soul quality determines your habitation right if adam had a soul as quality as an angel he would be living like an angel but the scripture tells us that what man was made a what a living soul and then one said in a place what is man that thou art mindful of him what is the son of man that thou visitest him that makes him what a little lower than the angels so is a little lower that tells you that the quality of his soul is lower than an angel which now gives that soul flexibility an angel is set if it does something to turn is gone but a soul a, a living soul a living soul has the capability to learn is what is by knowledge that how you grow a soul is by knowledge now the knowledge that angels have is set in them does that make sense is set in them and it has the information of life that it it needs to carry right but that kind of life has the capability to transfer eh? they are make has the ability to transfer knowledge right it's like god kept knowledge in angels so that they can carry it and come and give it to men so by the time you carry all those information in angelic souls into a living soul a living soul can grow if a living soul has the knowledge embedded in a cherub that soul will be cherubic If that soul has can carry, not just know, have it dwelling as life, then it will come into the same estate as that angel. So it's like God is like kept angelic estate to hold knowledge meant for men. Right? So that as men begin to learn and grow. They begin to come into knowledge, change estate, change stature, right? To the real intent that God has in his mind, in his heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want to digress too much. Praise God. So, God created a living, God created man, made him a living soul. After making him a living soul, then God, God put him in a body. So you now see that it wasn't in chapter 2. See, let's read it. In Genesis chapter 2. I don't want to read uh, that other... And if you have time, read from verse... Verse, chapter 2, verse 1, up until verse 6, right? But what it was saying really is that, you no, know, God was looking at all the things he created, right? And he said, and the plant of the field before it, But you know what? Maybe I should just read it. 
because of time, so that you know we are, we just have an understanding of what I'm talking about. Amen. Yeah. In chapter two, I said, verse one. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all of the host of them. I like the word the word they use host. It's like it's like today is the, is the day God opened my eyes to see the word host here. And all of the host of them. That's many. Right? So the host of heaven and the earth. But you'll be wondering who are the hosts of earth? <laughs> are we? So so is, this thing is not referring to just Adam only. And also, of course, it says the heavens and the earth were finished, and all of the hosts. Those hosts is referring to every creation created to live in those heavens. Seraphs are plenty. Seraphs alone are hosts. So if they're going, to, if they're going to, if they're going to refer to all the creations of heavens and the earth, they have to use hosts because they are plenty, right? So, and on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. When they were created. In the day that the Lord God. Made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field. Before it was in the earth. You see. Before. It was in the, it, it is before. Right. And every plant of the field. Before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field. Before it grew. For the Lord God had caused it to rain, had not sorry, had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So that tells you that what God created are the seeds. So God didn't start from the physical thing. God started from the seed. Every single thing before it what grew. So, which means that they were, they were already planted. They were created, they were planted, but you were not seeing them. You know this picture of God said, let there be light, and then he created animals. You know, in our, in our mind, there's a way we just picture it. Right? And of course, it's possible that animals were created, right? But trees, or grasses were not yet visible because they are different in their make. You get me? I mean, you can't plant an animal and then the animal will grow, right? You can't water an animal and the animal will grow. But you can plant a seed, you can plant a tree, right? And it will grow. And it's so interesting because, you know, a, a tree or grasses or, or those things, they are like men. Do you know that? They're like men. You are wondering how are they like men? Ah, it's a tree now. A tree is a seed. A man is also a seed. I don't think so. How do men multiply? 
a seed must be planted. A man can't multiply without planting a seed. Right? So it's possible God created animals the same way he created Adam. You know how he created that? He formed him out of the dust. We'll read it very soon. Breath into him and he became. But it can't multiply. Just like animals too can't multiply. Except they also plant a seed. So in reality, everything were seeds in different forms. So grasses were seeds yet to grow. A lion that was formed has seed in it. Right? A seed in it. A man also has a seed. If a man wants to multiply, then he will plant the seed in the woman. The woman is the woman is the ground where they plant the seed. Then the woman will grow the seed. Hmm? Imagine in the womb of a woman, you know you, the, 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 when a baby is forming, it's actually it's actually planted. So when, when, when the egg is fertilized, it will roll into the womb. It won't just stay there as if it's floating. It's it actually planted in the womb. Then it begins to grow out of the womb. You see? So God created trees. Trees are like men. You notice that most you, you notice that scripture refers to men as trees. That they will become trees of righteousness. It's not a mistake. There's a similarity to it. Now in the in the way if you talk about you talk about the, the tree of life, it's a tree. Eh? The tree of life is also in, in the book of Revelation, you see it is you see it, those two trees. The leaves is for the healing of the nation, right? Then it grows fruit. Would have twelve manner of fruit. One, ev- those things are natures embedded in trees, right? Men. Oh wow, time has gone. Men are also meant to grow like trees, right? How you plant a seed, then it begins to grow. Now, when the word of God is planted in a man, it ought to grow. It ought to grow. And as the tree is growing, the man is becoming a tree. Until it grows to the point it becomes a tree of righteousness. Amen. Let me continue. Uh, and I hope I can go quickly so that I can bring this to a close. Amen. So in verse, in verse 5, now it says that every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. So there was not what? A man to till the ground. So in chapter 1, is there, is there a mistake between chapter 1 and chapter 2? No. Did he create man in chapter 1? Yes. Okay, so why come there is no man to till the ground? Not for the longest time. We've been reading this thing, but sometimes we just usually just omit that part that 
you know, in chapter 2 is saying that's not created. You know, some of us will probably just summarize that, oh, chapter 2 is just explaining further in, you know, what chapter 1 was saying, but it's not, it's actually a continuation. Right? Chapter 2 is not explaining chapter 1, right? Oh, that he has created them and then but chapter 2, chapter 2 just picked up from a part. You notice that they said here that after every field, before it grew, but every single thing, they were saying that, Right? Then verse 6 says, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground. And what he formed a man of the dust of the ground. See, what is he doing? He's building the suit he will be using to walk on the earth. The suit is made of earth. So it's not it's not a coincidence that when men fall, I mean die, their body becomes dust too. Now I'm not talking that, and when I say it's earth, I'm not actually talking in the sense of dust you are, dust you shall return. There are how do I know? Because it's possible for you to have this body that is made of dust. Of course, when you are growing your mother's womb, it's not dust that they carry from the ground. Was it? No. The, the only place where you can trace that is Adam. Adam. Yes, sir. Every other man yeah. after Adam is a seed that grew in the womb. Yeah. So, unless you want to tell me, and, and this is one thing I've always been saying, if anybody says that God does not exist, they need to slap that person yes. and tell them, come and explain to me how a seed grows in the womb. Don't tell me about the thing we get fertilizer and move into Valopia. Tell me how that tiny seed begins to change, begins to grow, begins to grow bones, begins to form. Now, when it's, when it's forming bones or the tail, it begins to grow the, all the nerves needed. Who, who, who sew all the nerves together? To make sure that one nerve is not going backward. It's true. Now, it's not like you are cre- it's not like you are creating robot. This is a human being. And when you look at the body of a human being, it's complex. First of all, brain, they can't even, brain, ordinary brain. They couldn't figure out the brain. Scientists will tell you that they've not fully understood the capability of the brain. That every human being is actually functioning at a lower level. We're functioning maybe at 10% or so. So, so, so that's to tell you that the rest, for, for, you to actually, for you to actually access all the rest of the brain capability, you actually need to increase the soul potential to harness the brain. Now, that, is, that, that, that thing requires a spiritual operation. Wow. For you to fully access the brain, right? It tells you that part of the brain is still hidden. That they don't know. Although they understand this, they understand that, but they still don't fully understand the brain. That's what, and you know sometimes a brain can still be alive while the body is dead. The body can be dead, the brain will still be functioning. Very active, doing things. And God connected all the nerves, everything to the spine, which connects to the brain, which means, and then the brain, as in, if you say there's no God, we really, really need to slap you. Yes, 
you are, you are, it's true, you are, you are an atheist, fine. Come and explain, and, and here's the truth. Because they, those people, what they do is they, they intentionally decide to exclude God in their knowledge. Because there's no way they can actually explain to you how a baby grows in the womb. All they can tell you is the natural ones they understand. Okay, it grows, but like this week is this size, then it has formed its bone. We know it has formed this bone, this one has grown, this one has... Okay, tell me, that bone that is forming, that eyelid that is forming that you can now close, tell me how, how, how the woman's body is telling whatever is creating the baby to make sure that the eye grow, to make sure that the... <laughs> eh? so you know that God programmed that in the body. Even though the body is natural, it tells you it's not ordinary, it's not even ordinarily natural. The body is also spiritual in a way. Which means that is why the body can carry out instruction from the soul. Right? It can carry out instruction from the soul. Amen. Amen. So the body can carry out instruction because it is also spiritual. See, all the chemicals and everything that is being released, I say, oh, the hormones, this is okay. What is, something is telling the body to release that hormone. Oh, the brain will be okay. There's something is also instructing the brain. Why is that? It's the brain that every spirit wants to get access to. Mm. Mm. Wow, by giving you thoughts. Thoughts, Jesus. Every spirit is looking to gain access to the brain. Do you know that your brain eh, is what allows you to think, imagine? That's where transactions are taking place. So it it is the physical part of the body, which is also spiritual in a way, that interfaces with the soul to receive instruction. Then passes... Do you know that everything you do eh, can be <laughs> can be traced back to the hormones, can be traced back to the brain, which interfaces with the soul. So in a way, when a spiritual activity is taking place, some things begin to re- be, re- be informed in the brain. The brain begins to release hormones for the body to react in a way. Mm. Amen. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Mm. So that's that's just the anatomy. It's like a spiritual anatomy today we are doing. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't even know how we got here, but I think we'll, we'll be able to trace, we'll be able to retrace our steps back. Yeah. Amen. And I and I think this is actually a good start because yes, this understanding is needed if we are actually yes. going to go to the beginning. Right? If you're going to go to the beginning, we need to understand spirit, soul, body. We need to know that man is spirit, soul, body. Do we believe man is a traumatized being that has spirit, that has a soul, that lives in the body? Do we understand why God did it that way? Right? Understand the dynamics of sin. 
know how sin interfaces with the body, with the soul, right? Instruction is being carried out. Right? There is the body aspect, there is the soul aspect, there is the spirit aspect of the soul. They are, man has all this, right? But all this has different functions. They are different functionally. Right? And God did not make a mistake to give a man a, an earthly suit. It's, to, it's, for, it's so that this, the, the, the way God designed it is that when a soul has come into an information needed for inheritance, it can easily pass it to the body to do. Which in the whole now informs us the state of the soul. It informs on what the state of the soul. Now, if if God just created Adam, gave him a soul, he created him as a spirit, right? That has a soul, but has no, no place of expression. You can't really tell his life. Yes, sir. You can't tell its life. So you need a you need you need a way to be able to tell what is in the soul and for that thing to find expression. Every spirit needs expression. Right? Now, every spirit with their body, you get it? With their body uses their body to carry out instruction. That the way I'm saying it is no way I'm saying it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm explaining that you need a body to carry out expression. This thing is not strange to angels. Angels have a body. So, whatever is in them, they can carry it out with their body in their environment. So, they live in the heavens because they have heavenly bodies. They, they, they can carry out instruction, their life in their environment. Because the heavenly bodies is higher than the earthly body, it can actually interface with it. Because it has power over it. Back up. Back up. Even every creation needed its body to function to carry out life function in their environment right every creation carries out function in their environment by the body that they have does that make sense an angelic body can function in a heavenly environment because the body that they have is tailored to the heavens. So therefore, they can carry out spiritual or they can carry out, let me use life. When I say spiritual, when I say like, what I really want to hint on is life. They can, they can carry out life instructions. They can live in their environment with their body. Right? Now, so you might wonder, okay, if that's the case, then how come an angel can visit you on earth? Well, the reason why they can do that is because their body, right, is an heavenly body 
which is placed above the earth. So because of that, they have easy access because the earthly body is lower. Right? But that doesn't mean that the earthly body can't graduate, right? Into an heavenly body. It's possible for a earthly body to graduate into an heavenly body. Amen. So therefore, God created man, right? God created man so that he is tailored to his environment. A living soul needs an earthly suit. Right? An angel needs an heavenly body. So an earthly an heavenly suit for them to be able to function. Right? And that's why I said that it is possible, right? Because, you know, we're talking about, you know, baby, you know, it's not just dust. Adam, 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 Adam was made from the dust. Right? But that same dust, you can't tell it, right, where it's coming from. When a baby is born, when a baby is formed in the womb, when you give back, you see that he has a body. Oh, wow, awesome, nice. The carcass that it's wearing. And when that carcass falls, it will become dust. Right? But it will, that person is not the original dust. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that tells you that it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. This body, this body is spiritual. spiritual. So it returned okay. to the state of Adam yeah. before it was formed. If... Yeah. That body can fall in the natural sphere. Right? Because it falls in the natural sphere, it will just return to this earthly suit. But the soul inside that body could have a different body. How? It has grown to an estate in the spirit. Right? True learning, true knowledge, if it has grown, and you know the way they say uh, they don't die, they sleep. If a believer dies in the natural, what we call natural death here, right? Is, uh, the, the, that doesn't mean that the person is dead. Dead. It's just change. It's changing. Mm. Then you now hear Paul talking about we desire, you know, the heavenly, our home that will be clothed with our heavenly. You have, you, you actually have a body, in the spirit. Mm. What, the, what you are using the earthly suit to make is your heavenly body. Mm. Does that make sense? Right? Because you are actually made for the heavens. I'm not talking about this present heaven. You are actually made to go up higher than this present heaven. Does that make sense? Amen. So therefore you see that you know a a body that God the body that God gave man is so that it can interact with the earthly realm to carry out life. Does that make sense? So you need your body to carry out life. You need the body, your suit, to carry out life instruction. Without that, you won't be able to interact with the earth. You can't. So your interaction with the earth is not ordinary. Your interaction with the earth determines what you become. Now, if uh, when you are interacting with the earth, all you are thinking of 
are natural things. That tells you that when they change you, your body will be <laughs> dust. <laughs> it will be dust wow. here and dust there. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. <laughs> your body will be dust here, it will be dust there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It will be dust. And you know here where they where they where they refer to man as grass. All all flesh is grass. So another way to call dust is grass. Another name for dust is flesh. Mm. Don't think flesh is meat and then dust is dust. <laughs> another name for dust is flesh. Another name for grass is flesh. Grass needs to grow from the dust too. Don't you think? Right. You plant you plant a seed in, 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 in dust so that it grows. Right? So technically, uh, let, let me not say technically. So God God created a body. So you are a spirit. Your your entire being. You are you are, a, you are an entire being of spirit. So you have a spiritual element to every fiber of your being. Even if this your body is not ordinary. The instruction it's carrying out is spiritual. Right? It's just because we are interacting with the carnal world. That we, no, so you know sometimes in the book of our head, somehow we usually we actually think that this body is useless. Oh wow, uh, yes, oh just be spiritual. When you are thinking about your spiritual life, you don't think it has anything to do with this body. The only time we get to think about it is when we are thinking about uh do not uh, walk and uh, uh, walk uh, and Walk in the spirit so that you not desire, uh, fulfill the desires of the flesh. Uh-huh. We can think of the body in that regard. And then you not think about, oh, flee from every abstinence of sin, flee from fornication and other things, right? So, but you don't think about the rest of your journey and your growth in relation to your body. But all this, God created it for a purpose. Your body is needed. So every single thing you do has a spiritual implication. Every single thing you are carrying out you are, has a spiritual implication. When you are looking at something, thinking, you know, as simple as that is, it actually has a spiritual implication to your soul. Eh? Just me looking at a billboard. Seems innocent and ordinary, right? That that is that thing is passing out, passing across information to your body. Your body, your body is seeing it, then it's informing your soul, process that information. And trust me, the way God designed the soul, it will help you process that information graciously. Gray what? Graciously. Graciously. Amen. Ah, time has gone on. Praise the Lord. I get. I think. I think. I think. I've, I've been able to just explain this aspect, right? And of course, and you don't just think because, uh, because the you no, know, we're talking about the body. You know, the body, the body maybe is useless. The body, you know, it has to go to dust. It's not everybody that that goes to dust. 
it just happens that if that body falls on earth that this one will go to dust but that your but that's not your that's not the body you would wear like i said right now if you want to talk about uh elijah uh -huh, his, his body did not fall right it was what it was translated talk about enoch right so we've seen cases like that if there's been a case like that that means it is possible even till today right but just because it's not happened does not mean God is not making it happen in a different way. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. When you talk about translation, eh? it's not just that they, they, you are caught up and then you disappear to heaven. No. Translation also, also, also has to do with your soul being transformed. It's also a translation. Your soul can be translated. Hmm? When it's translated, your body will follow suit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Right. So, God, what God wants to save is not just your soul, right? Because when you get born again, your spirit is saved. Your soul is partially saved and your body is also partially just partially in the in in in, in the sense of the soul right because your soul your body only carries out what your soul has the information in your soul your body carries that out and in that sense your your body too has a measure of being saved but it the soul needs to be saved and so also your body will follow suit right so your soul needs to be saved and there's a reason why we need to understand that so it's good that a newborn believer is born again but that's just the beginning of the journey right amen and just thinking about how i got here really no i i, I, I believe i was talking about how we we allow, uh, I was talking about how we allow you know, life or righteousness to dwell in us. And there's, there, there, there are aspects to which you know, we, we know it mentally, like, but, but our heart has not fully understand what it means. And our heart understands it in some measures, right? And you now realize that the moment your heart comes into full understanding of what it has been hearing it's almost as if all of a sudden the things you've been hearing for a long time all of them sums up in an instant of understanding sums up to a growth in you that's how it feels when that happens is a sign that growth has occurred that you have moved in the spirit in an instant and sometimes you might be just Going through, you know, just listening to messages, you know, growing, just hearing and keep hearing and, you know, looking to become more like Christ, mm -hmm. right? But you have not yet inherited life fully, but you are aware of it so that you can lay hold of that life. I mean, the greatest, the greatest uh, disadvantage to, to, to us is that we are ignorant of God's life. Mm -hmm. 
But the moment God begins to show for them, begins to explain these things to us, then we begin to come into knowledge, into an awareness of what we should be doing, where we should be. So, it is very, very important that we pay good attention, right, mm. to what we are hearing and not just, you know, think that because we are hearing it, that's just it. And because, oh, we are hearing it, we are pursuing it, which is good. We are hearing it. We are pursuing it, which is very, very good. I mean, if we are not even doing that yet, we need to pray so that everyone can help us to even get to that part. Mm. I'm not downplaying that that growth, whereby we are able to understand and are able to pursue. I'm not downplaying it in any way. But I'm, I'm just saying that in addition to that, there's a work that needs to happen in us. Inwardly, which that one is the, is the major work that marks your growth. Yes, sir. That tells you, ah, I've inherited life. Oh, you know you've inherited life. It's when you, you notice how you, that your soul has, has, has gained, your, you have gained grace to be able to live a kind of life or to be able to live in a kind of way. Right? Because most of the problem is that we are able to arrange, right, to live in a kind of way. But we, we may not really have the grace to really live in a kind of way. And that's how, how you know is that that one is not everlasting. Mm. He, has, he, has, he has limits. He has expiration. Mm. That one that you can arrange as limit, as, as, as expiration. Then sometimes when it expires, then you're like, oh God, and I've been trying, you know, I've been trying to be more like you, God help me, you know, I goofed here. Mm. I mean, that happens to most of us. Hmm? Almost all of us. That happens, because I say most, it happens to all of us, pretty much. And it's also a part of growth, right? But in addition, for us to know where our, our gaze should be, is that the work is not just done there. When we, we hear it, we are aware of it, or maybe you heard a message and then all of a sudden yeah. you're like, wow, ah, I didn't even know I was like this. Ah, I shouldn't even be like this. So yeah. that is good. But the work continues after that. Yes. The work is giving diligence to those things. The heart should, should be praying for grace to be able to inherit that life. By the time a heart has gained access or life in righteousness, you notice that that, that person can now do righteousness. Now, I know I'm, I'm not using words like righteousness and all this, uh, which, which is probably not what I intended um, because I really, really want to go to the beginning Right? Mm. And we've started by just looking at the spirit soul body. Right? Uh, let me read. I'm rounding up so that uh, I can just close uh, for today. And I, I believe God will continue to help us to, to find grace. Amen. Amen. I'm praying for help because... As I'm teaching, it's only God that is helping us. I, I myself, I don't, I don't really have. But I know one thing for sure: God will help us to learn from the beginning, um, so that we can be helped. 
I'm hoping that we can gain help. Amen. I don't think I don't think I I I thought much on you know what what is strange, Abby. I think it's what what we heard today is something we we can all relate with. Of course, it may seem a little bit uh, technical, I'll say, but it's not really technical, eh? Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm looking for the passage here. Oh yes, I think I know it. I think I was what I'm what I'm looking for. Yes. Uh so just to just to buttress the point, because I, I know we know this passage, but I just want to just read it again is First Thessalonians chapter five um verse Twenty-two to twenty-three. Twenty-two says, "Abstain from all appearance of evil." Twenty-three says, "And the very God of peace, the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly." And I pray, God, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. Under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we see clearly here that it's both spirit, soul, body that must be preserved blameless, which is also talking about the salvation of the soul, spirit, and the body. So God did not leave your body out of this salvation. Your body needs to also partake of salvation. Amen. And your body is actually partaking of salvation as it's able to carry out life. It's able to carry out righteousness. It's partaking of it. Amen. Amen. You can see a measure of that eh? in, in the early apostles. Mm. Like John. Imagine they tried they try to kill him, put him inside boiling oil. I don't you know. We keep, we keep saying that. That's, that at least that's, that's what you know, we see. He did not die. Then they banished him to the Isle of Patmos. What kind of body is that? Hmm? Amen. And again, I want I, I, I wanted to read from Romans, right? I was reading from we are reading from Romans ten earlier, talking about um, the I believe you know how beautiful are the feet of them that bring it, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, right, and bring glad tidings of good things. These things actually they mean something in scripture and in our growth, right? Now, the gospel of peace is the first feat, right? Like I said earlier, and then the gospel of good tidings is the second feat, right? So, th- those two feet are to help us grow. Right? But just so that it's not strange to us that are hearing, hearing these things, I just want to lock from that and just start from the beginning. Before 
we start hearing this gospel at all, right? A newborn babe cannot even hear that gospel because it's not built yet for that gospel. You are hearing the gospel. A newborn believer is hearing a gospel and that gospel is the gospel of the Holy Ghost. And that gospel is a gospel we all should drink from properly. Like the scripture says, like as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. What most of us have is not sincere milk. It's partially good milk. Mm? And if we, want to, if we want to be honest with ourselves, right, we will know that we don't fully have good milk. What we have is partially good or partly skimmed milk. <laughs> you are laughing at me. You know, some of the milk, they've removed all the strength out of it. And some of us, we have evaporated milk, thinking we have strong milk. Our milk is evaporated. They remove all the water there. Eh? And the funny thing about that one is that the nut- almost, the, almost all the nutrient is gone. <laughs> but when you add it to tea, it's so creamy, it's so nice looking, it's so awesome. Right? And because of that, some of us has grown wrongly. And I can tell you I'm also part of that. If not for God helping me too. Hmm? Growing what? Wrongly. Growing wrongly. There's so many aspects of maternal filia, aspects of growth that we are oblivious to. We are Ignorant of them, some some beliefs we grew up with. You know, some of some of us, not the way we the way we even believe what the leading of the spirit is, right? We don't. <laughs> you know, we be using that same idea of leading, even when we are hearing word of righteousness, because we've not really grown to really understand what leading is. Do you know that leading is is incrementally changing? Why? The kind of leading you have when you just get born again is totally different from the kind of leading you have when you begin to hear the gospel of peace. Now this Hebrews, this Romans 10 that we're reading, right? The gospel of peace is not just, I come to you, I preach the peace of Jesus to you. Ah, you know, when you believe in Jesus, there will be a peace that will come upon you. That's the, the gospel that they preach to you to get you born again. It's not the gospel of peace. Right? It's not the gospel of peace. That one is the gospel of... Uh, it's the gospel of... How would I put it? It's the gospel of salvation to be born again. Yeah. Right? But the gospel of peace mm. is a gospel they preach... Yes. To a newborn babe that has desired the sincere milk of the world and has grown thereby. But that doesn't mean that some of us that you know they're not grown, that they did not still they did ever you know, there's a way, I think we've said this before, there's a way heaven builds men. Yeah. Hmm? They are the one that can change the material of a building without falling the entire building. Yeah. I mean 
if for example now in in let's say in Canada now if you want to build a building and it's first made with wood, right? And you feel like you don't want it to be made with wood anymore. You feel like this building should be entirely made of metal. First, you demolish that house, demolish the foundation, and then start afresh, right? But that's not how God works with us. God knows how to remove pieces and put pieces in there, but his intent is not to leave anything unturned. The intent is to make sure he repairs, and then he begins to repair the foundation. So that the foundation be not destroyed. Like the scripture says, if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? Right? What shall the what? The righteous do. So, you know, that's where that's 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 where we started. And I you know, I, be, and I, I think I think from there I, I moved into just encouraging us so that we know this aspect of our our disposition around the world. Hmm? Each time we are here. What will help us to grow is not to be focused solely on just hearing something new and be able to put information together alone. Our heart disposition should also, should actually be geared towards growth, towards an inward change, right? Towards something that we can hear for correction. Hmm? You know, I can you know I can be here just like every other day. Oh, we are here. Let us hear the word. Ah, oh, that word was powerful. Holy Ghost would descend on everybody. Oh, wow, powerful word. Oh, wow, that was awesome. But the in, because of the inward disposition, right? Even though you might be thinking about that word, but you may not be thinking about that word the way you should, and you may not understand that word the way you should, just by the heart disposition. But that art disposition is something we come into when we actually get the purpose of the gospel. Yeah. Mm. Mm? Most of the time, we don't, we don't really get the purpose of the yes. gospel. So we lose sight mm. of that while trying to gain knowledge. Yeah. Gaining knowledge is good. But it is much more blessed to understand the purpose of the knowledge. Mm? Is that clear? Yes, sir. It is much more blessed to know the purpose of the knowledge and the only way you can know that is if your heart is arranged in a way that it sincerely desires eh? it sincerely what desires a change it desires a change it is it's not just looking for an information to add to knowledge but it's actually looking or, or look for a message that will appeal to you you know, there's a way. There's a way we feel spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a way we feel spiritual, right? Because of God's, you know, grace upon us. Then you know, the spiritual atmosphere, and then you know, there's there's a kind of way you expect a message to be. Yes, sir. You understand? Yes, sir. No, that thing is also that yeah. thing is a sign of a problem in the soul. Whereby, or maybe somebody, or maybe you come, maybe you come into a, a, a gathering and they are singing in a way that is strange to you. <laughs> not strange to you, it's, 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 they are singing in a way that does not really necessarily align, you know, with how you feel that song should flow. You know what I mean? I, I know, I know me I've been there before. Hmm? Sometimes maybe I just went somewhere and then, ah, this way those people are singing. You know, you can tell that there was no spirit. Ah, it's a problem. Yes. The problem is not the people singing, it's you. Yes, sir. 
Now, you can't be sincerely seeking God. Sincerely. And what you would see is that the song did not flow the way it should or the message did not flow the way it should. Now, that means that the standard of the message is yourself. Yeah. Not Holy Ghost. Not you. The sincerely and just humble to just hear the word. Hmm? I pray God is helping us just to, to understand these yeah. things, right? It is very important because this, 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 just this mindset of our disposition around the world changes a lot for us when it comes to growth in the spirit. Amen. So I just want to encourage, encourage us to you know, come without a pre, preconceived, preconceived expectation that is not a righteous expectation. A righteous expectation is revealed. A righteous expectation is not is not arranged. It is revealed. Amen. Amen. And God said that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Amen. So, and, and also this will actually help us to also... See all those messages that we think is hard to understand? This heart actually yes, makes it easy to understand yes, them. Sir. Right, you know why? Because you won't be focused on just the, the information here and then that aligns with that. You just, you just align with the spirit of the message. Yes, the spirit of the message, eh? when, you, when, you, when you align, it will begin to inform, instruct you. Sometimes maybe, maybe you are hearing the ten stones, but as you are hearing the ten stones, maybe you go just begin to give you instruction. Yeah. It should be meek. You no, know, also a light will just shine. Ah, why am I like this? Yeah. I should be like this. A revelation of the way to be. Mm. And then the word, making you to cut agreement in the spirit, make change. Ah, I should. The, the, the heart disposition is always, I mean, I, I understand the need. Of course, there's nothing wrong in learning and knowing the information. But it's not just about that. Right? And when we are together, the, word, the, the reason for the word is not just to get that. And then, because if we are like that, what we'll notice is that we'll be hearing a lot of message. We'll be blessed though. But we'll notice that we won't really be grow, growing. Right? Why? Because the heart needed to allow the word mixed with faith in the heart won't be available. Or you don't think the, the heart is, in, is involved for the word to be mixed with faith. You know that's the problem Israel had. They could not enter the problem because the word yeah, is not mixed with faith in them. Yeah. Now the word mixing with faith is a process in the heart eh, that takes place in a sincere heart that is looking for spiritual growth. A heart may be hearing what are also that message. with that message. Can you do that? A heart can be hearing all those ones, though, right? As I've, as I've heard it, but the word just keeps, keeps staying. It's not mixing. The word is not mixing with faith. It's just there's not mixing with faith. It's just there's not mixing with faith. When the word is mixed with faith, there's an understanding in the heart that the heart comes to that makes that heart really, really see their inheritance, really see what they should be pursuing. You know, you know, it takes it takes it takes understanding for heart to come to a place that now this is what I will live for. Ah, 
this thing is what I will pursue. This is what I will pursue. This is what I will pursue. This is what I will go after. And what we are hearing is, like I said earlier, and I close, what God is teaching us is not something we can just say, oh, let's just hear this message. That's a new in thing. That's a new in message. Oh, that message was awesome. It's full of spirit. It's not just for to say that. What God is doing on the earth is saving souls. That's what God is doing. God's program is to get men saved through transformation, through the doctrine of Christ and of the Father and of God. The whole purpose of learning these things is not just to give people a whole bunch of information, new, awesome, oh, this is the message in, uh, in this time, oh, it's awesome. It's not just a message. It's what God is doing. Right? And that is why you sometimes you'll be wondering, why, why are souls not following this thing? It's not, it's not by... It's not by who's preaching it. It's not by who's preaching it. It is what God is doing. And it is important for our heart to understand Amen. that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I believe God has helped us today and I think uh, it's, it's time to actually, to actually round up. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I didn't think I would spend this long actually. I just wanted to, to, to help us and start and that. Amen. Praise the Lord. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.